0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's on and off the field with Durf and Dylan. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Just enjoying my
1: day off and getting stuff done around the house. How about you?
0: Well, it's not my day off because it's, you know, middle of the week. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're still here. We're grinding, making that bread. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, this is on and off the field. Um, Yeah, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. We're going to be talking some AFC North football. Yeah. We got Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers, a very heralded division. And we do have one guest coming on, my good buddy Zach will be joining us later on the program. But first, let's warm up the vocals and the lungs and get you all started with where to follow.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is on and off the field podcast, I believe. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for uncut episodes like today's and other great content coming soon. If you want to find out more about Dylan and I and about the, the podcast in general, head on over to on and off the field.com where you can find. About the, more about the podcast, where to where to find the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and much more. Uh, you can also head on over to the RTF Sports Network Facebook page, like them, and join in on listening on listening to on off the field as well as all the other great shows that are on that network. And you can also head off over to rtfsportsnetwork.com to listen to us live.
0: RTF Sports Network is growing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a force to be reckoned with down the road. Tell you what. <laughs> one one other thing you can do on outandoutofthefield.com is go to our charities tab. It talks about all the different charities we are currently working for, uh, trying to raise money for, and there's the Feeding America fundraising link is still up there that we've been doing for a while now, and then the new one. Uh, due to recent events and stuff that we really want to push forward with with the show and our platform, the small platform that we have, is the Boys and Girls Club of America. Uh, I did a quick video the other day about it, uh, why we chose that, uh, that organization. It was actually brought to my attention from Danny Boy, one of our favorite people, one of our friends of the show. One of our top fans top is he really is he an he official is. top fan he's
1: an official top fan
0: he should be he deserves it he's always he's always riding me on something that i post <laughs> on her pages
1: <laughs>
0: but that's our current one you can read about i every if you go to the charities page you can click on the picture to go to the website uh, for boys and girls club of america and then also our fundraising page link is a little bit below that it has their mission statement on there their vision statement all great information. Just go to onthefield.com, charities tab, click the link. Super easy, super fast. And as we close up the, the information portion, we do want to jump straight into our... You can't ignore this fact at all. Mm-hmm. It's It's our Black Lives Matter movement continued. We'll put it that way. Because this is not something that's new. Black Lives Matter movement has been a thing for years, and it's really gaining a lot more traction out of the recent events with the death of George Floyd and this past weekend with America being set ablaze in multiple cities. And mm-hmm. Fred and I talked, and obviously we both have some personal views and things that we're fighting with and just trying to figure out on our own, but our official stance for on and off the field is positive change and positive impact. And that's where the fundraiser comes in. If you don't know how to help, if you're just, you're not sure about going into the streets and protesting, you're not sure about just anything. Maybe you're in the middle of Redfield where I lived and you're up in the, in the sticks and you want to help. You just don't have the resources. All you got to do on a field.com. You can donate to boys and girls club of America and, if you go on social media, people are posting links all over the place to the different organizations as you can donate to. Donating money is just a great start of trying to help these movements get started. So That's one way to help. You can also donate time. That is on Upfield's next step is donating time either to the Boys and Girls Club of America or at least there's one local here in Rochester. Um, I talked about it on our uh, quick video I made yesterday. Uh, donating our time to them figuring out what we want to do with the police department and trying to bring the city together as one and have everyone understand what is happening, making sure that we can move forward free of, you can't say free of racism because it'll be forever a living thing, unfortunately, but we can try and get everyone on the same page and loving each other. That is what we want. That is our end goal. And, that's what we want for Rochester, but it should be for all of New York, all of America. Should, that's, that's what you're taught from a very basic point in your life mm-hmm. is what the golden rule that you learn in kindergarten, treat others how you want to be treated. That is such a simple, stupid concept. Stupid, mm-hmm. simple concept. I think you got to flip the words around. Stupid, yeah. simple concept that you're learned, taught as a kindergartner that applies to now it's so easy
1: Mm
0: -hmm. that person over there is a human being i will respect them in the utmost respect that they deserve because they are a human and that is the stance i'm taking and everything is everything that's been happening is heartbreaking i mean i'm mad obviously Mm -hmm. and everything you see in social media i can't go on social media anymore i've i'm cutting back on it excessively Mm -hmm. the black box thing is amazing and if people don't understand why the black box thing is happening you need to talk to somebody to help you understand it because it is it's a symbol of solidarity and it's a symbol of starting a conversation to move towards a positive direction that's what it's about we realize posting a black box is not actually doing anything really it's mm-hmm. you know okay you post this and you move on and you're like no you post this and then you do something positive that follows up you start the conversation now that's the difference and just one last piece before i let fred take over is <laughs> black lives matter is the movement whether you want to accept that or not you can be left behind and be considered the racist outcast that we're fighting against but Black Lives Matter movement is the movement because black lives don't matter right now to a lot of people. And the reason that this is the movement is because we're trying to change that. That black lives matter just as much as anyone else, but they don't right now. So if you respond to the Black Lives Matter movement by saying white lives matter, police lives matter, White uh, all lives matter, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows all lives matter. You don't have to tell us that. But everyone else's lives are at a higher level standard of living than black people. That's a fact. You don't have to accept it right now. You can do the research and you can gain knowledge and you can accept that later down the road, but you have to work towards it because that's where this country needs to get. That's the point. Go ahead, Fred.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, I am just, I'm in full agreement that our country as a whole just needs positive change regarding these racial injustices that are happening and just have come to surface so quickly in the last week or so. I'll be honest with you, I'm still reading multiple things, trying to, from a variety of sources, just trying to gather my information so that I have the the best knowledge that I can obtain so that i understand the situation effectively um some and a a lot of people are doing that right now because you just don't fully understand it right now and you, you, you gotta have those uncomfortable conversations with people and because you know it needs to be done so i'm gonna continue to listen and learn from those affected so that I can find ways that I can help promote positive change that needs to happen. I think it's admirable, great that number of people who are trying to make a positive change in a peaceful way. It's a great thing. I know, I know even from the sports world, I've seen many athletes involved in these peaceful protests. And I think that, is something that we can aim for. I think it's something that we can have a positive that will have a positive effect on, and I hope this brings change.
0: You'd like to think that this brings change. You you would like to think that this is the last straw. Mm-hmm. It's we've seen this in the past, and I said it, one last thing. I said on uh, the last video was America likes to move past things quickly this is just kind of the fad of america as soon as it's not popular anymore if it's something that's kind of died off we just move to the next thing right you can't let this one die out this Mm -hmm. is not just your fad this isn't a tiktok video this isn't something that's just you know a viral sensation yeah it's this this is some this is a a man murdered in the streets Mm -hmm. because of racism and ignorance and it ends now And that is, and we're going to play our, our part as much as we can. Mm -hmm. So thanks for listening to our little soapbox, but this is where we stand as, as white males. This is where we stand as a podcast. So now Mm -hmm. you understand where we are with this. And if you don't agree, let us know your platform. Maybe you can help us understand. We can help you understand. And we're going to keep talking with more people as we move forward. As, as Fred said, just, still listening still researching still understanding that is our that's our job these days yep. is just to listen so thank you for that and we're gonna jump into our next segment here uh, our NFL news segment yeah and uh, we're officially a hundred days ish around 100 days away from the NFL season starting yeah. if you know everything happens on time right? <laughs> we're talking about positive things yes if the nfl season starts on time we are at the 100 day mark which mm-hmm. is just i love that 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 mark is always super exciting mm-hmm. um, for for me and i always get come around to that 100 day mark and it's like all right you know training camps are starting up yeah. we're close to you know um all the season programs and then pre-seasons right around the corner hall of fame game yeah. It's just all it's like right in reaching distance. It's and, right there. And they did say training camps will begin but with a twist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they uh so no remote sites for the teams this year. So sorry to all you Cowboys fans that won't see the Cowboys in California this year. I feel like that's very weird, but that's a tangent another another time um (laughs) so because they want to take player safety and organization safety um as a top priority all 32 teams will be doing performing their training camps at teams facilities um so that's probably gonna make it a little hard to get that fan experience that you would normally get at a training camp but on a positive side this allows them to practice allows them to become a a team with all these rookies that are involved a lot of the veterans they bring in and it allows us to potentially have great football in the fall
0: it was a that was a major concern of mine you know at the beginning of all of this right you have these rookies which (laughs) the rookie the rookie training camp stuff all this virtual program garbage Mm -hmm. how much did you really gain from that let's be honest I'm not a part of it. I don't right. <laughs> I didn't get to witness the virtual off season. But mm-hmm. I would. I hated online classes that I took in college. We'll yes. just put it that way. Yep. So I I couldn't even learn. Uh, what did I take? I might have taken like a culinary safety class. It was like an elective. <laughs> I took that <laughs> online. I learned nothing through that. So mm. if you're doing your playbooks and different things over online, it's kind of tough. So that was a major concern of mine. But now that everyone's able to actually get together as a team, all these new coaches, all these rookies, all these new veterans going into new new teams, mm-hmm. it's, it's it reassured me that we might have a real NFL season here with competitive talent. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those teams being the Cleveland Browns that we'll talk about later on. Pardon the interruption. Just have to take a quick commercial break. Be right back with on and off the field with Durf and Dillon.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> new new head coach, new yep. tight end, new for offensive sure. line. That's that's a that's a team that has a lot of expectations, but without a regular offseason, I was concerned for them. So mm-hmm. maybe those are uh, depleted, but we'll talk about that later with our guest, uh, my buddy Zach Z A C, no H, no no K, or however else you might spell Zach. <laughs> Don't ask me how to say his last name. He'll pronounce it when he gets on here. And he'll be mad at me that I don't know how to say his last name because we've known each other for a while now. But I'm off the top of my head, sorry, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> but that'll be our little treat for when he gets here. Yeah. When he listen when he listens back on this, he'll be like, You didn't know how to say my name. What's going on? You'll <laughs> be he'll be mad. But that that'll kind of lead us into our afc north segment yeah that's all of our nfl news we're, we're ripping and roaring and ready to talk about the afc north baby oh yeah a, a very rivaled division with a lot of history behind it so unfortunately we couldn't get more guests for this program yeah um, kind of kind of Maybe it's with current events. No one was interested. It's harder to promote these days, mm-hmm. but we're going to do our best. Yeah. As, you know, an NFL podcast. So you can still give you <laughs> the best in-depth analysis of these teams that we possibly can. So we're going to start with um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like that's kind of fair because yeah. as we're in confusing times, in 2020 might as well start with a confusing team or a team that is confused. (laughs) I would like to say (laughs) yes, the Steelers to me are, there's always, there's always at least one team in every division that I compare to the Rams. And I always call them the same thing throughout this um, series we've been doing is they are the enigma team Mm -hmm. that you don't know what they're going to be is ben roethlisberger gonna stay healthy he literally yeah. threw a football and was out for the season last year that's a bad yeah, look that's a that's a real bad look and then you come in you have mason rudolph who played okay and then got his skull bashed in and then you <laughs> and then you have duck hodges comes in and sure he lit up the league for a couple of weeks but he got figured out and he looked like you know what he looked like it was a was he an undrafted rookie, seventh round? Maybe. Yeah,
1: so, a yeah, real late round draft pick, I think.
0: And he just didn't. He just didn't perform, and the offense struggled. They had injuries in the running back uh, in the yeah. backfield. Juju Smith Schuster just didn't look like a number one wide receiver without Antonio Brown there. Yeah, it. You don't know what they're. The only. The only thing I can guarantee is that defense is still going to be top five. That defense. Is oh yeah, spooky. Oh yeah, absolutely with the
1: oh, with TJ Watt over there now or I'm getting him and just they just have a great defense and I think that's been a Steelers thing for basically eternity. Of they've for the most part always have had a great defense and I think that's something that they've continued to pride themselves on. Just happens to have a good offense every year or so every year, now and then. Um, but I think like you said, like it was literally a a QB carousel for that team this year, as soon as big Ben goes out and you kind of look at big Ben and where he's come from and it kind of, he's like, he's literally one of the, he's the last quarterback, a last starting quarterback from the draft class of 2004. Because. Eli is retired. And he passed it towards Daniel Jones. Are we gonna see the same thing with Big Ben? I don't know. And I don't see Phillip Rivers starting the season for the Colts. Really? You do. I, I I you know, I hope for it, but I just I think something's gonna happen. I think they're gonna see the right thing they want to from a young quarterback. Um, I mean they got Jacob Eason in the draft, so that'll be there's your hot take right there.
0: That's very spicy. That is very spicy. That's like, it's kind yeah. of like Szechuan spicy. I got some Szechuan chicken from the Chinese place is a little <laughs> spicy. It's like Szechuan spicy. I like it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and the only other quarterback that's from that draft class still is Matt Schaub, who's forever a backup to Matt Ryan in the, for the Falcons. So that was actually a quarterback who I didn't know was in that same draft class, but yeah, that, that it's, it's just dwindling. There's just not, you're not getting those long-term quarterbacks. I mean, of course there's exceptions, not going to name names. We'll talk about them next week. Um, but yeah, I feel like you're getting to the point now where it's, I think it's time to move on for big Ben. I think just the fact that he threw a football and (laughs) destroyed his arm (laughs) <laughs> I believe it was against the Seahawks he went out. It, it? was
0: against the Seahawks. I'll never forget it. I'll so, never forget
1: it. Um like just the fact that your normal motor skills gives you an injury. Like that is the t- all telltale sign that I would have seen and said, All right, I'm done. See you guys later.
0: You would at least like to think, after what I saw, I'm not trusting my offense in the hands of Mason Rudolph or Devlin Duck Hodges. I'm well, just not, yeah. right. I would have. I don't know why they didn't draft a quarterback. At no point in the draft did they did they take another quarterback. And I realize you have three on the roster, but with Big mm-hmm. Ben at the stage he's in, and I I will not listen to it every single season. As soon as a quarterback gets hurt, especially one mm-hmm. of the older ones, or like an old wide receiver, and old anybody, they say, yeah. oh, he's stronger than ever. He's he's healed from his injury and he's he's better than ever. I'm uh, not going to listen to that. I'm just not. I don't Yeah. You're not going to convince me that a guy who threw a football, a quarterback that <laughs> threw a football destroyed his elbow and was out for the season that he's better than ever. You're not going to convince yeah. me of that. No. So maybe they just trust Mason or maybe they trust the running game and they're just going to do a 49ers style they're going to keep yeah. the defense amazing. They mm-hmm. signed Devin Bush. I think he just signed his franchise tag. I don't think they did it long term. Yeah, I'm not sure what they got done. Mm-hmm. But stud linebacker, they obviously have TJ Watt. And they they have a slew of talent. Minka Fitzpatrick was just mm-hmm. the, the steal of the trade deadline stuff yeah. that happened last season. Absolutely mind-blowing that he, they got him for basically nothing and then he come, he shows up in what gets like two pick sixes a couple interceptions mm-hmm. for the half season that he was in pittsburgh <laughs> that yeah. was crazy but and then on the offensive side though is is james connor and his new swolled up body oh, <laughs> you, you saw that, that?
1: oh i was like Dude, why? His, that was
0: disgusting
1: why do you why do people want to look like that and just like it doesn't look comfortable. Like, you look, come
0: you're
2: on. All the time.
0: Can't move. Like, can't fit through doorways because your arms are sticking yeah. out so far. Got to go sideways through the door. Yeah. <laughs> now, people with that much money, they, they have mansions that don't have doorways. Everything's oh, like so open they, floor plans. So they don't oh, have to worry about it.
1: Yeah. Or they have door. Or, I mean, they could have what I always dreamed of is doorways wide enough for golf carts.
0: Ooh. So you just, mm, That'd be nice. We can get like a Wally thing going and everything's just like on a track, basically. Yeah. We should start working on that.
1: Oh, that's a billion billion dollar idea right there.
0: Yeah, who wouldn't want that in their house? A little golf cart that's on like a track that goes everywhere in your house from like your TV to your fridge and then back to your TV then your fridge and Basically, just to the TV in the fridge. and then that's, <laughs> that's all you need it for. And sooner or later, maybe one track to go to the bed, too, for when you're, yeah, it's actually time to go to bed. Yeah. Billion dollar idea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Can yeah. the defense carry them to the seventh seed? I don't know if they're not going to win the division. No. Nah. Something weird happens with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can see them at nine and seven. We do our records on Thursdays. We do our record predictions official after we go through the schedule, Mm -hmm. but just off the top of my head, they just scream nine and seven, make a seventh seed and lose in the first round. That's, that's just what I see.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I agree with it. I mean, that's, that's, they were, if you were to look at last year's, the way everything ranked out at the end of the year, they would have been the seventh seed in the AFC, um, So they're right there. I don't see a huge drop on the team for this year coming up. I mean, obviously, all teams might take a step back, but I don't see that they've lost a ton in order to not be at that nine and seven. Like, it's, it's, they're kind of consistently there. I mean, you have a few surprises here and there. Um, But you know who we haven't talked about that came to the Steelers? enlighten me all i'll see it one i'm gonna say the number wrong and i don't want to but i'm gonna (laughs) guess that there's probably eight or nine xfl players that have joined the steelers
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so long oh just saying xfl hurts my heart but that is true It, it probably was eight or nine that's probably where we left off at oh my gosh they do the steelers led the clubhouse in gaining xfl talent and you know good for those players and i hope they make the team yeah forgot maybe that (laughs) changes something maybe very well could most of them were defensive players though they already have a solid defense
1: maybe i had to go to go to the other side of the football
0: Let's do it. That's what Seattle used to do. We used to draft defensive linemen and turn them into offensive linemen. And we have a top line, top offensive (laughs) line in the league. uh, Don't you know? Yeah, that style works great. We
1: we could always go back to high school days. You play both sides of the line.
0: Yeah. The entire game. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm all for it. Maybe that these XFL guys got grit. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Maybe we'll see it. (laughs) Oh, but as we move on, well. I just looked at their draft. They did get Chase Claypool from Notre Dame in the second round. Yeah. If he can make an immediate DK Metcalf kind of impact, yeah. Maybe that helps free up Juju on the offense, but yeah. I'm still very very weak on the Steelers. They're yeah. going to ride that defense as far as the defense will take him. Other than that, I don't have high hopes. I'm right there with you. Another team that we definitely don't have high hopes for. <laughs> That no one should have high hopes for is the Cincinnati Bengals. Oof, yeah, big I mean, oof. This is a thirteen and three team, right? Joe Burrow is going to take them to the promised land, right? If I'm not mistaken.
1: I mean, did you, is that was that your dream last night?
0: Oh, oh, oh! That's not what we're going with. No. <laughs> oh, we're going a different direction. My bad. Looked at around three and thirteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that, that seems a little bit more realistic.
1: Huh.
0: But Zach Taylor did his best last year. the The new yeah. head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Some of those games, it looked like Cincinnati had some fight in them, at the mm-hmm. very least. Uh, the defense. I feel like the defense is a little underrated, maybe. It's mm-hmm. definitely not tops in the league by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I feel like they're front, at least they're front four. I don't know if mm-hmm. they run a three-four or a four-three, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're front four if if yeah. you can move at least that outside linebacker to the line. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say front four just for the fun of it. Okay. Because they do have a strong run defense. They played mm-hmm. against Seattle. What first game of the season? I thought we were going to lose to the Bengals. I really (laughs) thought the Seahawks were going to lose that game. Uh, It was a team that had spunk, yeah. That's what I like to see out of teams that are trying to rebuild. So, AJ Green didn't play, I think, at all. So, he's gonna be at least Mm -hmm. coming back and helping Joe Burrow this year. Yeah, John Ross seems like just like a very poor man's Tyreek Hill. He's fast, but that's about it. The the who what's the what's the running back, Boyle oh boy.
1: Um, that kind of sucks. Uh, Joe Mixon.
0: Yeah, Joe Mixon. He I don't think he's a bust. Mm-hmm. I just think he's running with a very weak offense. Yeah. Can Joe Burrow really make an immediate change to this franchise? That's just it's just a losing franchise. You can't. There's no other way to put it.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think it's immediate. I think. They got a, they got a couple years to kind of build this team up. I mean, yeah, the Bengals had spunk last year, and they, they definitely didn't like just lay down on games. I mean, not that any NFL team really just, just
0: lay down and let them lose. Um, just one more commercial break from on Out and the field with Durfin Dillon. Please enjoy the rest of the show.
1: But You could tell he had his hands full, and I feel like this is kind of the... Scenario, but we're starting to see where you have these quarterback coaches, um, assistant coaches that are getting and no disrespect to Zach Tyler. He probably interviewed great, deserves the head coaching position. But these are what I where I see as owners and general managers are seeing that they they're coming down from a certain tree. That person that was hot that they got hired by is doing well and then they say oh well you're on his staff so obviously you must be excellent so let's bring you on to our team well not everybody has the same mindset when they go on their own separate ways like there's always a fork on the road not everyone goes the same way so and you, you could tell he was trying i mean I think he was trying real hard because he benched Andy Dolan. And he was like, nope, we're going to try something different. That clearly isn't working. Something's not working. Let's fix it. But then he brings Andy Dolan back a couple games Didn't later. They
0: bench him on his birthday?
1: I think they did. I Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> I think that was a thing because it was like, why would you bench a man on his birthday? Because that is he the worst birthday present day? ever. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I
0: just I just remembered that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he comes
1: in a team meeting and says Happy birthday, Andy,
0: and then Hey, you're not starting this week. What? Yeah, for your birthday, go ahead and get lit. You yeah, know, you can even be hungover, whatever, and you don't have to play. It's great. They, they did it for him.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that that was the but, story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they they bring him back towards the end of the season. And they're just trying to make something work because the backup quarterback wasn't working, and they just seem like I don't know with the bangles like just seem like what are you doing like you're you're kind of doing something you're kind of not doing something um I think that's probably the reason why Andy Dolan took so long for him to be able to leave the Bengals and go off to the cowboys but I think I think they got to build something. I think they've approached it in the draft with getting Joe Burrow, who was the consensus consensus number one pick. And they go and get T Higgins, who was a first round draft pick potential who goes in the second round. I mean, I, although it's the first pick on second round. So basically a first round pick
0: pretty close. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so right there, you have a quarterback wide receiver both same draft class that are going to now build a relationship because they're both rookies so rookies kind of stick together you mean you learn from veterans you move on but that kind of that, that class that comes in you're kind of all in the same mindset for the most part and let's see what this quarterback wide receiver combination can do let's see what Zach Taylor's offensive mind guru who comes from Sean McVay and let's see, let's see what he can do.
0: Yeah, seeing what they can do is literally all you can say at this point. Yeah, and I think that was the main point I was going to bring up was everyone. A lot of people are interested in the Joe Burrow AJ Green hookup. We'll see if that mm-hmm. clicks. Mm-hmm. AJ Green will be gone before that ever. Matters. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to be about how is Joe Burrow and T Higgins lining up when it yeah. comes three, four years down the road, if yep. this team is successful yet at that point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely what is more interesting prospect. But again, like we said, mm-hmm. a team with very little hope, what three and 13, I, I, unless Joe Burrow yeah. is literally as good as they say. And he drags this team up from the depths and gets to five wins. Sure. Man.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if they get, if they get over three wins, that's a win on the season.
0: Yeah. I say so. Anything over three, yeah. I'd say you accomplish if they get one good win in there. Oh, let's say they just beat some really good over five hundred team. Yeah, then you have something to at least put your hat on and say, "All right, we we have some hope here." And that's what they're that's what they're hoping for is just that's what we need. But very little hope right now. With hopefully more hope to come, hopefully in the future, hope. Lots of hope in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, but we have our a little bit more successful team as yeah. of recent, of course, is the Baltimore Ravens. And first, I just want to say uh, back in our episode that we did with Robin Chris uh, from Sports Bliss with Robin Chris. Yeah. Um, my sleeper pick was safety Gino Stone from Iowa who I thought, although undersized and maybe not the best tackler, especially when he's trying to tackle people that are a little bigger than him, Mm -hmm. he was a solid, very smart cover safety, very Mm -hmm. fast. He was my sleeper pick. And I said, if it wasn't for his size, could have been like second, third round. I said fourth round would be a good spot for him. He dropped all the way to the seventh round, and the Ravens pick him at 219. I'm going to keep my eye on Geno Stone because Geno Stone could be the next. uh, He gets to learn from Earl Thomas to start with. Yep. Up and coming Geno Stone. Write that down in your books. (laughs) But Other than Geno Stone, uh, they had a very successful draft overall, getting Patrick Queen, uh, the 28th pick, linebacker from LSU. J.K. Dobbins now to go with that running game that is just, Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I thought they had a very good draft, but will it be enough? I, these guys could go 14 and 2, 15 mm-hmm. and 1, 16 and 0. Oh. Yeah. What are they going to do in the playoffs? Can this draft class or just another year of offseason with Lamar Jackson get, becoming a better passer, can this team win a playoff game? Well, yo. We hope,
1: but from what we see in the last two years, hasn't been there yet. And they, I mean, I, I love that divisional playoff game because I was just the fact that you watched the Ravens shut down like that against the Titans, loved it. But I think it brings to your point. It, it brings up the point that when the time comes and they're behind in the game, and now. Lamar can't run the ball or do the read option, and he has to start, sit back and throw, and his short passes aren't there, that they struggle. Now, it's been talked in the offseason from the Ravens head coach that Lamar Jackson's going to take that next step and go to that next level. And of course, the media is like, oh, Lamar Jackson's going to go to the next level. He's going to be so great. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. That's my that's my opinion. I'm
0: not yeah, that you just. the was another Lamar thing Jackson. I saw. Yeah, and I know our CEO Michael Buckheiser, is also not a Lamar Jackson fan. <laughs> but if you want to check out his show just for clicks, he yeah. talks about Lamar Jackson being a bust, but at least a bust down the road being a passer and all. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this goes with the thing I said about Big Ben. You know, he's he's just as strong as ever. He's healthy as ever.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: saw that the Ravens. Uh, Staff said Lamar Jackson is a better passer than ever now. He says they are very impressed with his passing and that he could be, yeah, he could transcend to that next level, the ultimate dual threat quarterback. Mm. From what I saw from your draft, you have James Proche from SMU and you got Devin Duvernay from Texas. So you definitely didn't improve your wide receiving core, no. <laughs> as, far, as far as I can tell. <laughs> you improved your defense a little bit, the linebacking position, and you got yep. another good running back. Other than that, you did not improve the wide receiving core, which was my main concern. You do not have a reliable jump ball guy. Yes, yep. there's some really good plays for Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else for you. And you that's what Lamar Jackson needs is somebody that can really adjust to a ball and win a jump ball. If it's under thrown, that's what I need to see you go out and get. And I did not see them get that. And I don't, mm-hmm. unless he really improves, I don't, I don't, I don't see how this team's going to win another playoff game against a solid defense. You know, if the Titans, <laughs> if they meet with the Titans again, they probably lose again. I'm concerned yeah. about this in, in the division, the Steelers. The Steelers have a great defense. If they can copy what the Titans did, you got a big issue on your hands. Yeah. Hey, remember who the Titans copied, though? The Buffalo Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Man, but I guess that's where you kind of, that's probably why they'll beat the Steelers because Mm -hmm. the Bills, again, strong defense, and it was able to contain the Ravens. When it came down to it, it was lack of offensive potency or Mm -hmm. a a non-potent offense, whatever the correct terminology is there.
1: Right. And I think that's where you're going to see the Steelers struggle.
0: Right. So again, opposite of the Bengals, probably like a 13 and three regular season. Yeah. They're not going to have any trouble winning the division. I don't think Mm -hmm. unless, you know, we talk about the Browns here coming up and maybe they give them an issue. Who knows where Mm -hmm. the Browns might end up, but. The Ravens are still gonna. They have, they have what? Do they have the easiest schedule again this season, or at least close yeah, to the schedules in, in the league?
1: I, I think strength of schedule. When we were talking about the the schedule release, I believe they actually the Ravens have the easiest schedule.
0: So you could be staring at fourteen and two, fifteen oh, and one, yeah. easily for the Ravens in the regular season. But yep, no one cares about that. Everyone knows they're going to be successful. <laughs> what are you going to do? in the playoffs. Yeah, that's where that's where we're going to leave the Ravens off. It's a big old question mark. Can you win in the playoffs? I'm going to leave it up to Lamar Jackson and I say hmm, what do I say? I can't wait to do a uh, official full uh, schedule breakdown, which is what we're going to do at some point for an episode is we're going to do all the teams, all the schedules and we're going to like do playoff predictor. We're going to do it all coming up here at some point. But depending on who they play, I say they lose again. I say they don't win a playoff game this season. That's my hot take.
1: Yeah, I'll take
0: it. They'll lose again. They if they even if they capture the number one seed in the AFC, they will lose. Taking it, taking that one out of out of here. <laughs> but our last team that we have to talk about is the Cleveland Browns. And to talk Cleveland Browns with us is my good buddy, Zach. Hey, and you have to tell how everyone how to say your last name. <laughs>
2: tradition, Nutition, yeah. like, tra- like tradition. You know, like the Browns have a tradition of losing.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's see, that's us see, that's not hard. It's just when you look at the name, it seems hard, but it's really not. All right, so we are here talk some cleveland browns and boy uh how about you get us started, Durf? because i don't think I, right. I, I gotta gather my thoughts here because this <laughs> is quite the team yeah i mean so take a
1: look at let's let's just uh, take a step back and look at last year it seemed like the browns were they had all the talent in the world they were at one point super bowl favorites at, by some kind of media i'm sure heading into the season, and with all that talent on the paper, uh, looking at the roster, it just seemed like it didn't perform. Nothing. It seemed like it kind of fell apart maybe a little bit. And you've seen the struggle with Freddie Kitchens. Obviously, he's gone now. So I guess my question for you is kind of starting out is, did the Browns meet your expectations uh, for last season or not?
2: Uh, I mean... The only way you're going to answer that question, yes, is if you know you were being incredibly cynical. I think Every Browns fan had a glimmer of hope, whether they allowed themselves to, you know, mm-hmm. say that out loud or not. Um, <laughs> I mean, hell, I was in Vegas before the draft, and I put a I put a bid on them to at least make the Super Bowl because it's the only two things you're allowed to do in Vegas before the draft is if they mm-hmm. make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. So uh, it started. It starts from the top, the top, and trickles down. Um, the Haslam's. I don't feel run the team the way that it should be. I think they make some questionable decisions in the eyes of the fans. Uh, but Freddie Kitchens was an absolute train wreck.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely seems like that.
0: <laughs> oh. I mean, with Freddie Kitchens gone now, I mean, this has been a a pretty productive off season for the Browns. They get rid of Freddie Kitchens. They bring in Kevin Stefanski, another... He doesn't have a head coaching position, obviously. He hasn't had one before, but he had some success as an offensive coordinator, at least with the Vikings. He's bringing in some kind of leadership role um, instead of just, what, running back coach from before, a very small position with Freddie. But then they bring in Austin Hooper. They bring in Conklin to solidify the offensive line. They draft Jedrick Willis in the first round of the draft. It, It seems like... Again, it seems like a repeat of last year. High expectations, but can they succeed? Like, do you like these additions? Do you think Kevin can do this? Where do you where do you see this team going?
2: Well, in my opinion, I think this year, um, you know, you're going to talk to a lot of Browns fans who are going to be upset, you know, initially upset with the choice that they had for coach uh, with all the different options that they had on the table as far as availability for the coaching position. This one was kind of a surprise to a lot of people, especially with the you know the train wreck that was Freddie Kitchens, like I said before, coming out of a coordinator position who didn't have a head coaching job. You have another gentleman coming out of a coordinator position, hasn't had a head coach job. But I will say, a lot of games last year, play calling was terrible. And I don't feel like we have that same mentality uh, this year. Not to mention, you got somebody – you know, a team that can run the ball. I mean, you look at the Browns' talent in the run game, and I would put them against almost any team in the NFL as far as talent that they have and the depth for the, uh, for the running back position. I feel like this guy's going to run the ball, uh, you know, old school football, mm-hmm. um, a new GM who I think has full support. And then as far as bringing in the new talent, my opinion on this is that they went less flashy and they went more necessity. Um, you know, bringing in, you know, big, big, huge talent on the offensive line. Try to give Aker, you know, in, her, in his third year a little bit more protection um, so he's not scrambling around. But, you know, you bring in you bring in a lot of, of big names and a lot of attitudes like they did
0: two years ago, and uh, we already saw what happened with that last year. Yeah, and with bringing in big names, and that was obviously the storyline for the Browns and just – personalities blew up and nothing worked and it, mm-hmm. it was what I kind of predicted I did think they were gonna be a successful team last year I didn't know if I thought Sewer Bowl but I thought as soon as they started losing games the personalities would blow up and get in the way and that's kind of what happened so Baker Mayfield has already came out and said this is gonna be his strategy you know shut up and play football he said now I'm definitely gonna stay quieter I'm just gonna let my play do my talking for me mm-hmm is baker mayfield the key here if the quarterback can lead you have the head coach he's and he's never been a head coach if baker mayfield can let his play talk for him keep everything in the locker room and lead is he really the key to really flipping the switch and turning this into a winning franchise
2: I mean, I think the same thing could we said, you know, for pretty much any team across the board. I mean, the quarterback is such a, a catalyst position in, in any team. And, you, you know, look what – I mean, look what it's done throughout the history of, of these franchise teams that, that were led by these quarterbacks. Not many of them were these loud, boisterous, you know, uh, quarterbacks. And, you know, where there's a time and a place for that and, and they blow up and they might have good seasons – You know, longevity-wise, that's not really the ones that stand out. You know, your top five quarterbacks right now, not many of you can probably talk about many times they were on the podium and said something that was meme-worthy, you know. So I think those people, you know, you look at your Cam Newtons and and people like that who, you know, had talent and and made it to the Super Bowl and, and did what they needed to do longevity of their career, look where they are now. And, you know, I think that this is really going to be the defining year for Baker. Is he going to be another, you know, money manzel, or is he going to, you know, shut up and just play some football? And I think that's kind of what the Browns fans want. You know, we're sick of the flash. You, you can't shine up a turd for so many years and expect the Browns fans to continue to, you know, you know, the flash and whatnot might sell tickets, but it's not going to, you know, it's not going to get you to the playoffs and beyond.
1: Yeah. I I feel like I've heard that from many Browns fans for years. It seems like it's kind of, yeah, you, you're you, tired of the flash, and I, I completely agree with it. Let's just play some football.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just one thing after another with the Browns, you know, it, mm. You would imagine it, you know, just out of fate. One time this is going to work out for him. you know. It, right. it can't go wrong all the time for years. You would imagine one of these times, they you know the pieces will even accidentally fall together mm-hmm. for
0: him. And maybe, and maybe this is the year for him. Uh, as we wrap up our Browns talk, they do have a schedule out. Do you? We normally do ours on Thursdays for our scheduled predictions and depth, but it, it's kind of a, a the team is. Kind of in an enigma spot right now. You don't know what's going to happen. They have all the talent in the world, but we saw that last year. You don't really know what's going to happen. Do you have kind of a feeling, a record, kind of middle of the road? I mean, the Browns have always played to their competition.
2: Uh, you know, they've had really good games. You know, one year they lost over 10 games by less than three points. So, mm-hmm. they've always played to their competition. They've always been underdogs. They had no idea what to do last year being, you know, having the spotlight. I'm predicting nine wins. Uh, that's that's kind of where I've been. I've looked at the schedule backwards and forwards. You know, I'm predicting nine. I'm hopeful for nine, uh, possibly eight, but uh, I'm hoping nine.
0: I, I think yeah. I would agree until I saw something different. So, I think we're all in the same boat there. And yeah, I think so. I, I think as we wrap uh, the whole AFC North in general – you know the Steelers and Browns might be fighting for that wild card spot, but the Ravens still look like uh, the division favorites. So we brought on Zach for a special reason. Um, it's a it's a program that if you don't know Zach, he is um, what you call a regional manager of Anytime Fitness in PA.
2: Sorry, breaking up little bit oh, All right, what was that? oh we're oh, we're
0: breaking up my bad no um so you are the the regional manager like a michael scott of uh, uh anytime fitness
2: <laughs> well i'm uh technically i guess you can call me the general manager um i run uh, i run a location in warren pennsylvania uh through the anytime fitness franchise
0: uh, and and i i love what he does there i love the gym itself I mean, the place looks amazing um, and I get to follow him and everything he does. He does a great job down there. I watch all of his videos, and they have an amazing program right out, out right now that I'm even participating in, a fitness program. You don't even need to be a member of the gym to participate in this. And let me tell you, just the things that this offers for the price is, is mind-blowing. This, this would be like hundreds of dollars for anywhere else. I'll let you give as much detail as you want and insight on that.
2: For sure. So we're calling this the transformation jumpstart and, you know, that's really what it is because, you know, with what's been going on with society right now, as far as, you know, shutdowns in gyms across the country, people's home remedies, you know, they worked out for a little bit, they lose their flair and everybody, whether they're starting for the first time into the gym right now, because they understand the importance that health and wellness brings to, you know, fighting and creating, uh, fighting diseases and, you know, creating antibodies and, or if you're getting back, you fell off for the last two and a half months. It's really a really important thing to get started the right way. So with that, we're tackling the three main pillars that in this field, I think need to be addressed. And a lot of places do, you know, maybe one, maybe two of these very well, and it can be sufficient for a lot of people to make strides toward their goals. But, We're going to hit the three pillars of one being fitness, whether that is you have a gym available to you, or if you're working at home, we're going to give you a plan. To help achieve your goals and two is going to be nutrition and we're really going to hit this hard, not only with creating meal plans for you, uh, but also talking about supplementation and nutrition and and making sure that your body gets the nutrients that it needs. that can't, you literally cannot get from food alone. I mean, if you're eating, you know, six to 9,000 calories a day to get the amount of nutrients that you need for your body, and that's just obviously not going to happen. So we're going to tackle that as well. And then the last pillar, which I truly feel is the foundation of all of this is mindset. And, you know, we've all been there. We've started a gym, we've started a diet, you know, we've started somewhat, To get towards our goals and we fall off after probably a month to three months just because we don't have that paradigm shift mentally to lay that foundation i don't care how beautiful your top two layers of your house are if that foundation isn't there it's eventually going to crumble and fall so we're going to try to find out what barriers are there with you that have hung you up in the past to break through them and create healthy habits to maintain the longevity with that
0: and it's a it's a solid program that I can't wait to get started. Was it starts June eighth and runs somewhere in June
2: July? 8th. Yep, it's going to be eight weeks long. So it's going to run starting June eighth and it's going to go eight weeks. Uh, with that, we're going to be led by Esteban Lutz, who you guys can Google him. Uh, his reputation speaks for himself. He's worked all throughout the uh, NFL um he's done a lot of other things as well that uh i don't want to embellish too much on and talk about right now uh his resume speaks for himself uh for itself but uh he's a great guy um he's a spark plug the guy's got a ton of energy and everybody who takes part of the program is actually going to get a weekly zoom call with esteban um he's a great guy and uh i can get some results for anybody who wants to talk about it you know we've run this program in the past and the results are ridiculous you know how many people can say they healthily, you know, lost, you know, eight to twelve pounds in a week doing it the right way? Not many, you know. There's cleanses, there's detoxes, there's ways to do it unhealthy, but we're going to do it the right way by, you know, staying to our core values of those three pillars.
0: And then drop the bombshell on them. Don't need to be a member. How much does it cost for this luxurious? Do not package? need to be a member.
2: <laughs> So for this right now, we're running on $35. Now, you may be asking yourselves at home, $35 a day, $35 a class, you know, what's going on? We're actually running this promotion, $35 for all eight weeks, uh, which is unheard of. Uh, Astabot has run this exact same class for an astronomically, you know, different price. Uh, But this is just something that that we are doing because we understand what's going on. We understand people are not working, uh, times are tough and, we really want to make sure that we are making a difference with not only the people within our four walls and our communities, but as many people as we can create that catalyst and create that spark to create ever long healthy habits, we're going to do. Um, and this is something, you No, know, I have people signing up in California, you know, all the way to, you know, you and Rochester. So we got a little bit of people everywhere right now um, that's partaking in this. And then, you know, if you're doing it with a loved one or, you know, friends, get on board and, and and work together as a group. You know, the best thing you can do is have a great support system. And we're going to provide that for you. But the more people you have in the corner, obviously, the better.
0: It's going to be an amazing program. And we appreciate you coming on and talking Browns. And if anybody is Thanks. interested in this uh, in this program, make sure you're looking up. Uh, how do you, How do you want them to contact you?
2: Uh, so the best way, um, honestly, is Anytime Fitness Warren PA is a great way to do it. Um, on Facebook, uh, you can also reach out to me on the uh, Anytime Fitness cell phone, area code 814-406-5710. Call me or text me. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions there. And if you want to actually register for the program, it's at www.atfimpact.com. And with that, um, you'd still have to reach out to me and we get you finalized in the system. But, uh, yeah, reach out with any questions, uh, comments, concerns you have, and I'll be more than happy to, uh, to help you out for sure.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Sounds Zach. Great. We'll hope well, to talk you to you again it soon. Was a
2: pleasure. Take care.
0: All right, and have a good right. season. <laughs> you- oh. Oh. <laughs> Every time. There's no <laughs> good timing for that. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, but uh, and that's that's a great program that I'll be participating in. So I'll I'll be sure to give you nice. weekly updates on how that's going as well. It's you know, thirty five bucks for eight weeks of of help of getting healthy and stuff. So yeah, it's uh it's really amazing. So this was our AFC North special edition with uh our one guest Zach, good buddy. And if anyone has any questions about anything from Um, all the protests going on if anyone wants to start up a discussion with us please we welcome that and if anyone is interested in the anytime fitness uh program you can also reach out to me and i can give you information directly from zach we'll figure out how to get you started on all of this so definitely we wrap up fred how do we end it all hail the jockstrap
1: king